This time on Chew Diligence, Earthel Bynum, a Leavenworth legend. I was in church one Sunday morning and it was crowded. And all of a sudden this little kid comes running down now and he says, there's the catfish lady. <laughs> we welcome the catfish lady and her daughter-in-law, Rachel Menace, who is also her business partner at Excellent Choice. We just knew that it would work together. And uh, we've just always had this special bond where they have a large and loyal following in Leavenworth. All over the world, these soldiers have been told, if you ever go to Leavenworth, you've got to go to this little tiny building right off the main gate, this is the best catfish. It's one big family. Everybody gets to know everybody. And if you don't know anybody when you walk in, you will by the time you leave. On bringing back Urthel's iconic catfish, a decade after she hung up her apron. Now we decided too that we were going to, um, you know, rename it the same name because that's what everybody knows it as. And so all I did was I put a big piece of cardboard paper in the window, and all I wrote on there was the catfish lady's back. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, the amount of people that hopped on their horns, slammed on their brakes, screamed out the windows, and were just so excited, and they knew exactly who she was. They closed for months because of COVID-19. We had Actually, we've just gotten an order. We had a, just had a delivery on the Monday and then Tuesday's close. Now serving catfish and more again. We talked to them before they reopen their doors at the beginning of July. So tell us a little bit about how the two of you came to own that little tiny restaurant that is just about, I don't know, a couple of feet around. You guys are going to have a hard time social distancing in there. Um, yeah, we've been busy trying to figure that out. You're going to figure that out. It's, it's yeah. a tiny little space where they do a nice choreography and dance together every day from... I see good. Yeah, from like four to seven. Is that the right hours? Uh, 11 to two for lunch and four to seven thirty for dinner. Right. Friday. So pretty short. So how is <laughs> how is that going to be when you go back and start working together? Um, well, I I figured out that we're going to do um, it's going to be mandatory just like three people at a time in the restaurant, no dining in whatsoever. Um, and then um, I'm going to have plexiglass in front of the customer, so I won't have to get too close. And then because of the way that the restaurant's situated, where you walk in the door into the dining room immediately. Then you have my cash register, and then right behind me is where Estelle does all the cooking and setting up everything. So in between myself and the customer, and myself and Estelle, there's going to be plexiglass in front and behind me. Estelle um, hasn't been out, and she's been social distancing and just uh, uh, staying at home for the last three months. So um, obviously I want to protect her while we're open. Um, and being that my husband is a nurse, um, I try to keep away from her as much as I can, even though I'm hating it. Um, so that way she can stay in the back and do all the, the cooking and the food. I can still do my job and then everyone places their order, pays, and then I, they go wait outside and I'll take it out to them. Yeah. So Earthel, how does that sound to you? Is it going to work? I think it will work. Um, Rachel has always done all the socializing with the customers anyway. So, you know, I'll give them a big smile and still be able to say hi. So it's not going to affect the way I do that much. You'll just get to keep on cooking. Yes. I, I bet you <laughs> miss cooking. I really have. 
uh, I do a little bit at home, but I always tend to cook too much at once, you know? <laughs> because when you're used to doing large batches, right? it's not too easy to, to scale back and just do enough for two or three people. But it's been fun. I needed the rest, so. Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Finding so um, basically, um, Earthself started the business back in 1996 in the location we're in right now. Uh, she was by herself, so her and she didn't have any money, so her cash um, register was an egg carton box. People would wait over an hour for her food and there'd be a line around the block. And then um, she got so well known, she moved downtown in Leavenworth to a bigger location. Everybody followed her down there. And then she got even bigger there and ended up at the Ramada Inn before it was knocked down. Um, she was open seven days a week, breakfast, lunch, dinner, 23 employees, two banquet halls, and a catering business. And um, she had people coming in from Kansas City and all over to, um, to visit her. And she got extremely well known in this town. And, uh, and then one day she said, that's it, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. It's a high burnout out job and she's running an entire business by herself. Um, so one night she just locked up and said, that's it, I'm done. And then in the meantime, I married her son. Um, I went to culinary school in Chicago. I've been a GM for a couple of restaurants. And for about nine years, her and I talked about reopening the business. And um, we just said, you know what, what it's meant to be, it'll happen. And uh, not long after that, someone told us about the uh, location that she was in originally, being at, back up for rent. And um, she looked at me and she goes, are you interested? Do you want to do it? And I said, absolutely. So, um, so we went up there and signed the papers, got the keys, and within three weeks we opened up and got going. And the first day we opened, we had a line out the door again. And uh, it's been crazy ever since. It's been seven years now. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> now, last I saw you, it was right before Lent. And Rachel, you told me that Lent is for a catfish place, pretty much Christmas, <laughs> the best time of year. What happened when everything had to shut down the week before um, your big, your biggest holiday? Well, it, it was real. We said, "Oh no, not at this time. Mm -hmm. you know, this is our money-making time." But um, actually, we had no choice. Yeah. So, did you have a lot of fish on hand already, Earthel? And how did you handle I, that? We um we had actually we just gotten an order in. We had a, just had a delivery on the Monday, and then the Tuesday we closed. Yes, and I had like you know prepped for the week for, for those four days, so we had a lot of food on hand. But um, we took everything in stride. Yeah, and luckily, you know, the, the fish comes in frozen, so. There wasn't too much of a loss on that, but obviously we lost oh, yeah. all the food for the rest of the week that we had planned. Um, so that was that was kind of a difficult thing. And then the unknown of knowing, okay, 
probably going to go from there next week, in a couple of weeks, because we didn't know the virus yet. Um, so that was the hardest bit. Yeah, there's been a lot of uncertainty. How have you decided, you know, when you think you would like to open again? Well, we plan on opening the um, Tuesday after the 4th. Yeah, July 7th. July 7th. We're going to reopen. I'm excited about that. But, you know, a little apprehension because we don't know exactly how it's going. But things always work out. But I, I do have to say, though, we've had so many messages sent to us. Um, people sending us cards. People um, emailing us. Uh, just sending their love wishes or, um, you know, saying, uh, you know, hoping that we're safe and they can't wait for us to reopen. They want to know what date we're going to open again. Um, I was up there yesterday cleaning up the front of the building to get ourselves reopened. And um, so many people drove by just yelling out the windows and shopping and um, asking us how we're doing. And when we're opening again, they want some fish. Um, so it's, that's, that's given us excitement to know that when we go back, we're going to be busy. Loyal customers have definitely missed you, it sounds like. Sounds like, I mean, seriously, it sounds like, Arthel, you guys are a legend, legendary pair in Leavenworth. You Amazing. know, they extended family, because we, we have people that come in, not just once a day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Rachel has a superb memory. She remembers names and all those details. And, People just love her, so they want fish. They love her. Well, you got that combination. That makes it kind of special. It's such a fun place to go, Lindsay, because it's so um, it's so small and it's so welcoming. So you just can't get lost. The minute you walk in the door, of course, you know they notice you and they greet you and. There's a lot of hugging going on, which I think is going to be really hard for you going forward. With that's going to be a, that's going to be a really difficult part of not yeah. being able to communicate with people that way. Yeah. Everyone's used to walking in and hugging each other, and you know, so that that is going to be tough for us. And we've been trying to figure out how to make it welcoming again, especially when we're only going to have a couple of people coming in at a time. So you know, we know how we play blues music. So I'm trying to figure out a way of putting music outside while they're waiting. Yeah. Um, just kind of set it up that way but yeah that's beautiful but you know what's really special our customers have a way of kind of guiding us sometimes mm -hmm. they will give us ideas and tell us well oh, don't you think this will work and, and so it's it's a, it's a good community of, of love going on so we'll get through it with their help of course yes i'm sure they'll be so happy i think that the um the feeling is you almost forget sometimes you you get so excited to see somebody i know i've had to like hold my arms by my side when i right. see a friend because you're just you know it's so natural to go and hug them and mm -hmm. and i'm sure that that's going to be hard for a lot of your customers because they were so close to you and yeah um have been missing you i looked at the facebook page and um you have been asking how people have been doing and they've been asking how you've been doing mm -hmm. yeah it's we, we I, I can say that we really seriously have the best customers we do um we just you know we enjoy being every day and that's what keeps us going and keeps going back it's like yeah everybody loves the food but it's it's just it's one big family everybody mm -hmm. gets to know everybody and if you don't know anybody when you walk in you will by the time you leave 
Well, that's the truth. I certainly felt like I knew you both very well after I left, which was wonderful. Yeah. Talk a little bit about um, catfish. I mean, Why catfish? your recipes that's so special. What, what makes yours so delicious? <laughs> Go for it, <FL. laughs> When I tell people there's some, I, I sometimes get this look like, yeah, right. It's, there's nothing to it. I mean, <laughs> what we do. I know, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, um, it's magical. Yeah, it is. I don't use a whole lot of seasonings in anything. I don't. I always use veggie oil. Veggie oil, everything, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I really think the key to the catfish is because I make sure my fryers are cleaned every day. And, you know, I just never walk in there and start frying. Um, if it's not the day I tank the oil, then it is strained. And the fryer is washed out and the oil is put back in. So I think that's one key ingredient. Mm -hmm that you must have in order to get good fried fish. That oil must be fresh clean oil. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't copy any of her recipes because uh, she just does it to her heart that day on how mm -hmm. or how she feels it should be. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not anything particular. It's not anything particular that I do. I think growing up, not having a whole lot of different spices to use, instead of those spices, maybe that's where the caring and the, I don't know what I think it's, I really, I think I said this to Rachel when we first met, she married my son, we started talking about food in the restaurant, and I so magical, right, Rachel? <laughs> that was her thing, is, yes, it's magical. I don't know, I don't know why it works, but it's magical, Rachel. <laughs> and people come yeah. in and tell her that too. Yeah. Did you, did you, I, Lindsay probably doesn't know this actually, but um, she's known as the catfish lady around town. Did you ever think or felt that you were going to be known for your catfish? No, I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> I, this is a cute story. I was in church one Sunday morning and it was crowded. And all of a sudden this little kid comes running down the aisle and she said, there's a catfish lady. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the best thing too that uh, um, it really hit home on how well she's known um, is that when we first decided to open the restaurant, um, we didn't have any you know the big sign of excellent choice or anything like that. And you know we decided too that we were going to um, you know rename it the same name because that's what everybody knows it as. And so all I did was I put a big piece of cardboard paper in the window and all I wrote on there was the catfish lady's back <laughs> and I'm not kidding you the amount of people that hopped on their horns slammed on their brakes screamed out the windows and were just so excited and they knew exactly who she was it didn't have to say excellent choice all it was is the catfish lady's back oh, and everybody knew who she was how long in between shutting down your first business, Rathel, and coming back? Like, how long was the catfish lady gone? 2003. And then we reopened on 2013. 
Wow, so 10 years and everybody yes. remembered. Yes, mm -hmm. they still remember me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, that is memorable catfish for sure. It is. It is. I mean, we, we have a lot of people off base with CGSC um, and uh, a lot of lots of soldiers. So we have a huge following from the first group of people that still to this day will come in and go, there she is. I used to work for you. Do you remember me? And, um, and everybody knows exactly who she is when they walk in the door. Um, but now we also have the following from the army base. And we have people that come in and they'll say that they were in, um, I don't know, there's been one oh, in England, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like all over the world, these soldiers have been told, if you ever go to Leavenworth, you've got to go to this little tiny mm -hmm. building right off the main gates, the, the best catfish. And they come in and tell us, and they heard about us in another country. It's absolutely crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> so now you do, if I remember right, before um, everything closed down, about 200 to 300 pounds over the four days? Right. That's a lot of catfish. Is there any particular type of catfish, or is catfish catfish? We have the, the fillets the catfish nuggets, and the whole catfish. And it's farm-raised catfish. That makes it special, too. Mm -hmm. Does it have to come from any particular state or part of the country to meet it's your... It's all um, made here in the state. Yeah, farm-raised in the state. Yeah. Farm-raised, okay. Uh, we don't know necessarily the exact farm it's raised if we get it through, you know, a food supply. I think a lot of it's in the southern states. Yeah. What's and then that selling? Is there like one particular side that people can't get enough of? Uh, <laughs> they want it all. We try to okay, let's this trim this menu down. And we actually tried, yeah. And it's impossible. When when we first reopened, we had a very minuscule uh, menu, and then all we did had was sweet tea and water and a very small menu. And again, when she was saying earlier about how the customers will guide us, everybody would come in and they go, oh my God, are you still making those fried potatoes and onions? And what about your fried cabbage? And what about your red beans and rice? And how about your potato salad? And before we knew it, I mean, and it wasn't just like one or two people. It was every day people coming in and they would rave about it and they haven't had it in 10 years. And they could tell you exactly what they had it with and, and just how much they loved it. And um, so it ended up that we started adding it to the menu. And we, we decided when we first opened, so we were going to keep it short and sweet and um, uh, try and keep it easy. Well, <laughs> it didn't quite happen that way. We now have this menu that is quite a physical yeah. menu for such a small place. And it's just her and I, no employees. So we do everything. And trying to downsize was just just impossible so we we have to keep it just keep it. yeah <laughs> your pleasers you want to give everyone everything it sounds yeah. like that they want and you do have other things on the menu too um like smothered pork chops on tuesdays uh, yeah. gumbo on wednesdays and jambalaya on thursdays right. 
So yeah. talk a little bit about some of those particular dishes, Erthel. Are those dishes that you grew up with? Are those dishes you learned as you were a professional? The jambalaya, that wasn't one of my dishes. But I had this employee, and they were military from Louisiana. And she would come in, and, and we talked a lot. And uh, she prepared. Uh, some of some jambalaya for me. And I fell in love with it and put it on the menu and everybody else loved it too. So that's how that one got started. That's why I say you, you get a lot of help from our customers, you know, and uh, I just worked out nicely. But other than that, it's just because my thoughts on opening up the restaurant, I looked around town and and there weren't that many places that just served home cooking. And so that prompted, okay, why don't you, why don't you do this? Because I was at that stage in life where I knew I had to keep working, but I wanted, it was, it was nice to start up something that you truly enjoy uh, doing. I love cooking and I knew that in a pinch, if I had to, I could probably do most of it myself. You know, and um, that's where that kind of started. Did you cook growing up in your family? Uh, yes. Um, I was the youngest in the family. My mom was not well, so I ended up as a little girl cooking, you know, and uh, that has stuck with me all these years. And, and, and there, there are good feelings about being able to give and, and see the smiles. And food is just absolutely wonderful for bringing people together with lots of love. And that's what I received. Um, just look at their faces. You know, the sounds that you get. We, have, we, have, we, we did have a couple that came in and um, they ordered all this food. And then they, um, they went out and... Uh, about 20 minutes later they came back in crumbs all over their shirts and they said well we were supposed to take this home to uh, my grandparents but it didn't happen and we need to, we need, we need to order some more because it's no good <laughs> so that happens quite a few times too that's yeah that's lovely. just plain old home cooking you know well plain old home cooking so what is plain old home cooking anymore? I, I think it's really different. Um, probably what you ate from what Lindsay ate from what I ate, and we're all not that many years apart, really. How does home cooking change in your mind, Earth? It changes, and, and, and this is true. Like, home cooking can be much simpler now because you can go in the food stores and you can just by by adding ingredients to what they have to offer like in their frozen veggie department potatoes meats and just touch it up with with what you like as far as spices and things so it, it's a lot simpler but um and then i think because there are no additives in what i do you know no preservatives so i mean you don't have to worry about anything spoiling because I think most people eat sometimes they they'll tell me we ate it before we got home you know so so it's not 
That's about it in a nutshell. It's, um, it's, it's fresh food and it's adapted to your own palate then. Yes. So Rachel, what did you grow up eating? And in your mind, what, what is home cooking? What is soul food? Um, I think it's kind of similar because uh, a lot of meat and potatoes, um, lots of vegetables off the garden. My dad will um, still to this day grows all his own veg vegetables, excuse me. <coughs> and um, uh, lots of farm, you know, we lived in, in a village that has a farm there. And so a lot of, you know, meat, potatoes, vegetables, um, fresh fish. Um, so I kind of feel like uh, it's just, it's the same but different names, like pig's feet and trotters. Mm -hmm. um, so that, I think that's why I can communicate with food because it's very, very similar. And she's so good at it because I say, what do you know about <laughs> pig feet? Ham hocks. <laughs> and, and she surprised me. It's really good. Of you course, remember, Remember the moment where you realized, oh, we could cook together. This would work. Um, from day one, really. Yeah, yeah. We we it's always had this connection. We did because we talked on the phone. We would talk about food. Yeah, for years before, uh -huh. even before you know, I got married. Uh, we talked um, on the phone for hours, mm -hmm. and then when I moved here, um, we just we hit it off. We just yeah. talked about food, and we have and we have the same idea of. What we want to accomplish in the restaurant together. Um, we really don't have any moments whatsoever no. of like you should have done that. In the garden, you'd say, we'd say, after that, the one, what about that restaurant? Before we opened, and like I said, we talked about this for like nine years, and uh, we'd be sitting in the garden and bomb, you know, like a uh, five pits, and we were drinking some wine or some champagne, and we start talking about the restaurants, and then we talk about like, oh, we could wear the cute little earrings and little chef jackets, so we can do this and do that. And then the next day, we'd wake up and go, nah. <laughs> um, but we just, we just knew that um, we just knew that it would work together, and we just always had this special bond. And um, and we, I mean, we really spend a lot of time with each other, even when we're not working. Uh, we call each other several times a day. We text. Um, this is the closest I've sat to her in three months, so this has been kind of difficult for us. Um, and if anybody missed it before, you guys are family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law. I think a lot of people listening to this dream to have such a wonderful relationship between a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law. Does that ever? Do you guys ever talk about that? I mean, it seems like you guys are so close. Very, very yeah. close. I actually take her, I took her back to England with me on vacation a few years back. Just her and I left the husband home. <laughs> and we had the best time. Oh, we had sex. That's amazing. Yeah. Now the two of you live very close. Are you almost across the street? Do I recall, or how? How close? Yeah, it's pretty close. We can see our house right now from here on the front porch. <laughs> So you've been distanced, but not too distanced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've we talked to each other off the porch mm -hmm. a few times. Yeah. And, and Rachel, you have a culinary background as well. Um, well, just basically, um, 
in England, I've always been in the hospitality business. Um, I first had a job as a chambermaid in a local hotel. And um, so I've always been involved in that kind of side of things. But uh, when I moved to Chicago, uh, originally from England to here, um, I went to culinary school. I worked in a wine bar in Chicago. And um, so I've just always enjoyed cooking and being involved in all that side of things. It's just it's a passion. Enjoy it. Do you think your restaurant would be as successful anywhere or is there something in particular about Leavenworth that is special for the two of you? Uh, I think it, it would be successful just about anywhere. Um, you know, you choose your neighborhoods. And I, I think it's the package Absolutely. too. Yeah, it is. It's more than just the food. I think it has a lot to do with the chemistry between the two of us. Uh -huh. Because when people come in to eat and they can relax and feel like they're at home. Because we will have single people coming in. Most of the time people don't like to eat alone. And um, I, I don't know. It's just a homey atmosphere. Mm -hmm. so. Catfish and kinship. Yeah, catfish and kinship. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly that's what it true. Is. That, that's, that's good. I get overwhelmed sometimes talking about it. Because never in my wildest dreams would anyone think I would go to a restaurant. <laughs> and to me, that's what's so special about it. I've not been an adventurous person. <laughs> and for me to start up a restaurant, like, whoa. <laughs> it, makes, it makes me laugh. It makes me happy. It's lovely to have a restaurant of your own and it's lovely to do it with family members, but it doesn't, it's often really hard. So it's lovely to see how, how close the two it's of you. It's very hard, but you know, when I, I knew, I had never ever worked in a restaurant. I hadn't been in a restaurant that many times before this. I had no idea how to get started, but the business people in this town were also helpful. You know, they helped guide me to the places, the people I needed to contact to get started. So I've had a lot of help from a lot of people. Now there's a lot going on, obviously, with protests and Black Lives Matters. Do you feel like that will benefit your business in some way in terms of supporting Black-owned businesses? Uh, I, I don't quite understand your question. I was just wondering with Black Lives Matters and a lot of the civil unrest right now, if you thought that once you open up again, um, there'll be more, even more support of black owned businesses in your area. Oh, I, I hope so. Um, I think the cause is good. And, um, I don't know. I just hope it all turns out well. It's not going to hurt the black, you know, the black businesses. And actually, we don't have that many here in town. Another, yeah, there are a few. Some Asian, um, not Asian, um, Jamaican restaurants. Who I've heard about that Jamaican restaurant. I got to check that out. Is it yeah. Eddie Ben? Yeah, it's very good.
That's what I've heard. What's do you remember the name of it? Um, Ava. Ava. Okay. Yeah, Ava. Ava's Island. Very nice. Now, are most of your customers, I assume, from Leavenworth, or do you get a lot of people who are traveling through? Uh, yes, both. Yeah, yeah. Both. Um, and they, they find us on Yelp. Um, so if people are coming in, um, visiting for any reason, they, they always, you know, Yelp's quite a big thing that people reviews. Um, and they jump on that. And when they come in, I ask them, how did you find us? And pretty much they're like, oh, we saw you on Yelp and we had to come. Um, and we're like, always the one that pops up first. So, um, so yeah, we get a lot of people from town and traveling. And coming up in July, you guys are hoping to reopen. That's that's really exciting. Very. We've missed it. Hmm. Sounds mm -hmm. like a lot of people have missed you too. Uh, Rachel and Arthel, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you for asking us. It was lovely to see both of you again. Good luck. Thank you. Social distancing, can't wait to come see you. Yes, please do, soon. For sure.